Hello, and a very good day to you. My name is Jim Harris, and this is Heritage Bible Radio. Heritage Bible Radio is an extension of Heritage Bible Church in Boise, where it's my joy to serve as the teaching pastor. Every day, we devote our radio time to studying a portion of the Word of God so you can know Him better through Jesus Christ and serve Him better through your local church. This week on Heritage Bible Radio, we conclude our study of the book of Jude with verses 20 to 25. Verses 20 to 23 reads, But you, beloved, building yourselves up in your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit, keep yourselves in the love of God, waiting anxiously for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ to eternal life. And have mercy on some who are doubting. Save others, snatching them out of the fire. And on some have mercy with fear, hating even the garment polluted by the flesh. Jude ends in verses 24 and 25 with one of the greatest benedictions or doxologies found in the New Testament. Please listen to Pastor Scott Basolo as he delivers today's slice of this week's message entitled, Your Necessary Spiritual Circle. Well, as we come to this uh, tremendous text and as we continue through the holiday, there seems to be a cyclical pattern that occurs and, and it occurs at Thanksgiving and it occurs again at Christmas and sometimes it occurs at the New Year. And it starts with preparing for gatherings in our homes for each of these events. And first there is the initial planning and preparation. The list of foods have to be made. The shopping has to be done. All, all the general planning for the meal and table decor and all of these things. Then there's the less savory work, the vacuuming. I know some people, they like, say they like vacuuming. I'm not one of those people, but I do try. And then the dusting. Now, if you like dusting, we definitely are not on the same page. Of course, I'm rarely on that page as Karen most always does this chore. I'm not sure if it's because I do such a bad job or that there may have at one remote, uh, rarely repeated time been some gagoosmossing going on from me. Um, I have repented of that. And if you don't know what that is, you can listen to last week's message. And then even worse, there's the really big jobs. There's cleaning the bathrooms and then there's window washing and all of the other things that should have been done all summer and didn't. But then the gathering begins. Friends and family arrive and the stress of preparation begins to fade away and the joy and the laughter of the gathering makes it such that you can't even remember the difficulties at all. Well, that same concept exists in a spiritual perspective in our text today and it's where our title comes from this morning. And I've titled our message, Your Necessary Spiritual Circle. Your Necessary Spiritual Circle. Let's take a look at our text together from the book of Jude. I'm going to read beginning at verse 20. Please follow along in your translations. Jude verse 20. But you, beloved, building yourself up on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit, keep yourselves in the love of God, waiting anxiously for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ to eternal life, and have mercy on some who are doubting. Save others, snatching them out of the fire. And on some have mercy with fear, hating even the garment polluted by the flesh. 
Now to him who is able to keep you from stumbling and to make you stand in the presence of his glory, blameless with great joy, to the only God our Savior, through Jesus Christ our Lord, be glory, majesty, dominion, and authority before all time and now and forever. Amen. Your necessary spiritual circle. And our theme for this morning is three required aspects of faith for every Christian's growth. In each of our points today, there are individual required elements that if you are a believer in Jesus Christ, you must be practicing in order to grow. And that if you are not, then by definition, you are not growing. And not only that, you are not obedient to God's word. Jude has just come out of this daunting damnation of the apostates who have slithered their way into the church. He's given the details of these horrific wolves who are in the church. And this is a stunning consideration. And it is incumbent on every person in the church to realize this fact and to be on guard. This is so powerfully stated that the verb to keep or to guard is stated four different times in this short epistle. Jude elaborates on all their ungodly and unsavory characteristics. And then he next identifies them by their actions, grumblers and fault finders. Those whose sole aim is to pursue their own lustful passions, boastful and proud, and duplicitously deceiving their victims in the church, pronouncing flattering words only to rob those whom their words have made unaware. Then Jude returns to pronounce his final exhortation to this threatened church in verses 20 to 25. And this is your necessary spiritual circle. Three required aspects of your faith for every Christian's growth. And our first required aspect is our first point, which I have labeled pursue righteousness. Pursue righteousness. Our verse begins with the repeated phrase, but you. This is parallel with the same phrase beginning in verse 17. And next week, we'll hear much more about this. And these two sections, 17 and 18, uh, and, and, 19, and 20 and 21, are parallel. And they start with this same phrase showing this parallel concept. Verses 17 and 18 are the final set of instructions with respect to the apostates. And now verses 20 and 21 are the final set of instructions to the church. We know that he's addressing the church because of his familiar theme of tenderness, beloved. The word he used to describe them in verse 1 as those, as those to whom God has placed his covenant love and affection. The tender word he uses to, to describe them in verse 3 and again in verse 17 and now in verse 20. And the way in which every Christian must pursue righteousness is that you are building yourselves up on your most holy faith. The verb building up expresses exactly what we'd expect. It's the process where something is constructed. When a building is built, there is a plan that is laid out for what the building is to look like. And then the contractor takes the plan and assembles all the necessary pieces to create a structure that looks just like what the plan had illustrated whether it be a storage shed or a barn or a house or a skyscraper, it's all the same process. And so it must be in every Christian's life. And notice, brothers and sisters, this building process is reflexive. You must be doing the building for yourself. No one else can do it. 
Hebert notes that this instruction is clearly indicating that this building is not here an evangelistic growth of the church, but is the required inner maturity of its members. He goes on, While divine bestowal of life imparts the ability and desire to grow, it is yet the responsibility of each believer to work out their own salvation. End quote. Beloved, you must recognize that it is clearly your responsibility to act as your own moral and responsible agent for this growth. The blueprint of this building is to given to us next in verse 20 as that which is on your most holy faith. Faith is the grace gift of God which brings salvation apart from any work of man. Ephesians 2, 8, 9 clearly states this. And now having received f- such faith, it must be built upon. This is the way or the mechanism by which you are to build yourself up. You do so by means of your most holy faith. This phrase, most holy faith, is very rare in the New Testament Greek. It's an emphatic modifier. Holy is modifying faith. So it isn't just any faith or any religious belief. It is that which is completely set apart or holy. And that's what the, holy, the word holy means. Something to be set apart or to be other than the rest that is around it. And it is not just holy faith, but it is the most holy faith. That is the greatest expression of separateness or otherness or difference from the world around us than possibly can be stated in the Greek language. It's a superlative expression of highest order. There are many other beliefs. There are many other faiths. But none are like the belief of the Christian. It's completely different. And why is this? Well, it is because the Christian faith centers around the person and work of Jesus Christ. It is the gospel with respect to our Lord. It is Jesus' life. It is his death. It is his burial, ascension, his resurrection and ascension. This is how he perfectly brings forth the truth of Scripture. Born of a virgin and so many aspects of his perfect birth. A sinless life wherein he prepared himself to be the substitutionary sacrifice for us. His death on the cross by which he endured the wrath of God and propitiated for all of us the sin which embodies all that we continue to do. It is that which brings atonement and which brings salvation to us by which his righteousness is transferred to us. And we are shown in his resurrection that God received his perfect work and he is now at the right hand of God the Father. And so this gospel particularly relates to you and I. It must be that which is perfectly parallel with Christ's life. Sometimes parallel in an opposite way. Contrasting parallelism as we see in the Psalms. Jesus lived a perfect sinless life. Our lives are full of sin, completely contrary. We will die as a result of that sin. But he has died so that we can have life if we receive his gift. And as we read from Romans 6, as he was raised, so in our dying to sin with him, we too shall be raised like him. And that requires the fact, beloved, that we receive the truth of the gospel message. That we live differently than the world around us. That we understand that there are only two options. To receive this choice and to live in light of his word and obedience to it. Or to reject that truth 
and to spend eternity separate from Him in punishment and eternal exile. If you would like this message on Compact Disc, let me know and we'll send it to you. You'll receive the entire message, not just the portion on today's program. You can order by phone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704 or on the internet at hbc-boise.org. Heritage Bible Radio needs your prayers and your financial support. Once again, you can reach us online at hbc-boise.org or by telephone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704. And if you need a church home here in the Treasure Valley, I hope you'll visit us any Sunday at 7071 West Emerald. For Heritage Bible Radio, I'm Jim Harris. See you next time. Bye-bye.